It's got a good like groove to it though. Better start now. We got our new song and I, and I yeah. surprised Jen with it. She's like, yeah, I like it. I don't know. I'm not sure <laughs> she uh, clued in. It's all good. It's all good. What's going on my friend? Oh, you know, just it's rocking and rolling over here. What's going on with you? Uh, well, not much compared to really you like, okay, I'm going to just flat out answer it in the most straight. How's the baby making going? Like we're all good. It's growing well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're good. We're on track. Everything is, uh, everything is as it should be right now. So, yeah. you know, growing rapidly, we're in that final phase. So, you know, getting big and round and uncomfortable, but beyond that, yeah, you know, yeah, status yeah. quo. And, and that's just Dylan. Yeah. 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 That's not even me. <laughs> He's not even here to defend himself. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's okay. Fun show. We got a fun show for everybody today. And uh, if you've been following along over the last, uh, well, few months, really, and in the last couple of weeks, KWRC has announced a new leadership team. And part of that leadership team is bringing on some key individuals and team leaders. And, and we have one of those today, and we'll get right to him in just a moment. And then Jen and I thought it would be really, really important to talk about Form 127 because it's always important. No, it is. I'm shaking my head. It's always important to understand our forms and how to use them. So we'll roll the intro and then we'll uh, we'll bring on our special guest just after that. Let's do it. Boom. So yeah, as I said, um, Jen and I, uh, we're very fortunate to be part of a brokerage that uh, is always constantly moving forward, wouldn't you say, Jen, and looking for new ideas and, and new things to add and, and always looking for talent. And, uh, mm -hmm. and and we've been able to add to that talent pool over the last little while. And, and that's we're going to bring on one half of the talent pool, in a sense, our, our, our newest <laughs> talent in just a moment. But uh, for 127, Jen, give us a little 15-second setup of what that conversation is going to look like. Um, yeah, so for the conversation around the Form 127 is what do we, what is it, how do we use it, and why do we use it? Ultimately, that's kind of what we're going to dig into. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> okay, so. Without further ado, we do have uh, Nathan Graham, our new team leader here with us, and we're going to bring him on. And, and I've known Nathan for a number of years now, and I'm going to share a, a weird story on how we met right after we bring him on. How's that sound? Nathan, now I can see Nathan in the background. How did we meet? <laughs> here we go. All right, my man. Big hey. smiles and all. There he is. That was, that was a new intro, too. I noticed that, Gary. Hey, now, there we go. Now you're yeah. going to be on your toes the whole show. That's I know. I, I like know. It. I like it. Nathan Graham, how you doing, my man? I, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Um, again, how did we meet? Now I'm like racking my brain because I don't actually remember. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. I think it was just after family reunion, uh, probably three or four years ago, one of the only family reunions I missed out on. I didn't go. <laughs> and I still kick myself to this day for not going. However, Colin's like, oh, yeah, you got to meet this guy, Nathan Graham. He calls himself... The, that that the house dude or the house guy or the house something or other and we'll get into that in just a moment and i'm like yeah that sounds awesome and then we sort of i think we got connected on social media and then i go i go show a property this is when i was 
still selling homes. Oh, it's coming. I can see yeah, his face. It's I coming. Remember. <laughs> it just, and I'm showing it just this clicked. property, yeah. Jen. I'm showing this property <laughs> to some of my favorite clients, in fact, uh, out in, I think it was Claremont, Nathan. It could, I could be wrong. I, I think it was like Uxbridge or north of, I don't know. It was yeah. an area that wasn't normally in though. Yeah, exactly. And me too. So I, I'm showing this house and we're sort of getting ready to leave. I open the door that, you know, there's another realtor knocking on the door, trying to get in. And usually I don't mind when other realtors are coming in and I see this guy, I'm like, I know you, you're, you're the guy, you're the guy I'm supposed to meet. <laughs> and that's how we met. We met at a, at a, at a showing. And yeah, I don't think either of our, either of our clients I was showing that day. Uh, I remember Marius and Rianne. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. I know I've showed that house a few times. We didn't end up buying it. I don't know if you guys did. Nope. <laughs> there you go. It wasn't the one. It wasn't the one. Needless to say, that's how Nathan and I met. And then Jen, you've just had the opportunity to meet Nathan in the last you know few weeks in a sense, right? Yeah. I mean, I think we officially had our first proper meeting yesterday where <laughs> yeah was it yesterday yesterday yeah yeah our official meeting so yeah we're, we're still getting to know each other which is kind of cool to have get the chance to do this interview and uh <laughs> and push him back into a corner a little bit <laughs> see what we can get out of him <laughs> <laughs> nice nice okay so who who's nathan graham who's that house guy what where'd all that come from Mm -hmm. uh, so where did I get the name from? So my wife used to actually, we used to have these things called VHSs and they recorded TV shows um, <laughs> and went into VCR. And one one day, like years before, like things were in real estate, uh, there was this comedian. I have no idea who he is to this day, but he was that Canadian guy. And that's how he was known on his handle. And I thought to myself, I want to be that something guy one day. <laughs> and, and then um, I was in real estate kind of doing what most people do for the first few years, trying to figure out where you want to go. And then I just decided, um, I remember we watched, we watched that guy and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be that house guy. So that's how I actually got the name for that house guy because of that Canadian guy. And hopefully he never sees this. Otherwise I'm going to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> get copyrighted. Yeah. Oh, man. Beautiful. Um, what, um, what, so I don't obviously don't know you as well as Gary does or for as long as Gary does, or even, you know, Colin did, but what, what was your backstory prior to real estate? Like what led you to get into real estate and get your real estate license and kind of want to head in this direction? Um, wow. That's a, that's a good question too. Okay. Uh, you're about to get to know a lot. Cause I love, I do like this story. Um, so I, I grew up in, uh, this, this will be relevant because I grew up in a household with a lot of limiting beliefs. So it was kind of like the, the kind of household that was like, hey, man, my dad was like, if you get a union job, come an electrician, get paid 50, 60 grand a year with benefits, you're going to be laughing. And uh, there's a lot of things I didn't complete. Like I never I never really graduated high school. I never really kept jobs. It was kind of that whole drifting thing. And I got married at the nice young age of 23, still married to this day, 14 years. Um, and my wife was what we call responsible and I was what we call irresponsible. <laughs> so, uh, I, I came into the marriage with a lot of debt and she came in with a lot of savings. Um, and, uh, I worked for an authorized dealer for Rogers, uh, communications. And I, I found that our, our savings kept going down while our debt kept going up. And, uh, uh, I knew a, a guy by the name of Lauren Scanlon. He used to own KW Renowned in the Oshawa area. And mm -hmm. when I worked for 
Rogers, I was the rep for real estate offices. And so I saw the success Lauren had. And then one of the guys I was a rep for came into our, our store one day and said, dude, I sell new build homes. I have my real estate license. I work from 12 till five every single day, make over a hundred grand a year. And I always golf and I drive that BMW. And I was like, shoot, I need that job. And uh, so I went and got my real estate license, having no clue what it was. Um, my parents lived down in the Bowmanville area. My wife's parents were going to retire. We were up in Collingwood at the time. My parents were, or my wife's parents were going to retire in Scarborough. So we took out an $18,000 line of credit. We quit our jobs. My wife is not licensed. I was licensed. We moved to Whitby and started real estate because that sounds like fun. <laughs> Yay. Wow. That's how we got into it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a big dice roll. I like it. <laughs> I didn't think so at the time, but now yeah. looking back, it was kind of stupid. Yeah. yeah. Or very, it. very smart because it's clearly worked in your favor. So. Or very smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like That's it. That's crazy. I, like, it, we, I think we all have similar stories to that in a sense where we were maybe, maybe not Jen. Jen just knew real estate was the thing. However, no, mm -hmm. I, I, I kid. Um, it's, it's always interesting. True, yeah. But it, you know, Jen knows my story really well. And the fact that, you know, kind of like you in a sense, Nathan, although, you know, you find, I found myself in that almost unionized job. And then all those limiting beliefs were just, it kept getting pushed down and farther down and farther mm -hmm. down because that's, that was the, that's where my job led me to. And that's what type of people surround yourself with. And Colin says it are, you know, our, the, the new OP and we, we're, we're very familiar with this phrase. You are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. Right. Mm -hmm. Go. Yeah. I, I, I can tell you, I can tell yeah, you want I'm, to interject. Go for it. That, I got to share a story because you're talking about that union job. Um, I don't want to mention any uh, company names, but I used to work for this company. A water bottling plant starts with I and ends with Ice River Springs. Yeah, cool. um, <laughs> and uh, I, I remember they were horrible to work for. And it was a corp. It was a like a factory. It was a factory job, and they would lay half the people off the day before you qualified for the Christmas bonus, and they called you back the day after you would have qualified for the Christmas bonus, right? And sure enough, I got laid off. I got called back. I remember a guy looking at me and goes, "Wow, looks like we got a lifer here." I don't know what snapped in my brain that day, but I was like, hell no, I am not spending the rest of my life here. And so kind of that, that limiting beliefs thing, it's just funny that what snaps in your head, right? <laughs> At those moments. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like a trigger, right? You hear that and you're just like, no, that's not yeah, going to be no. me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really cool. I like that saying, yeah, Gary, there were some similarities for sure. And in your story and in, in his story as well. And so Nathan, obviously now you've taken on the, the team leader role within the brokerage, um, which is more of a, a leadership and kind of a more of an advanced role within the industry. And so what, what led you down that path from sales and working with your wife and having your, your business and your team to kind of going, Hey, I, I'm ready for leadership, right? I want a little bit more. So I, I think I'm always nervous telling this part. Um, I think in real estate, when real estate's kind of like a last ditch effort in life, it's also not really doing what you truly want to do. Right. And mm -hmm. back when I first got into it, it was just, it was a job. And that's how I viewed it was just getting a job. Uh, my whole life to a degree, I kind of prepped for this side of things. Like when I started my real estate team, I wanted to start it not so much for the success in real estate, but to mentor and train people underneath me. Uh, I know when I first got into real estate, 
um, the KW I was at had some great systems, but also had some holes that allowed that people fell through. And, and there was always kind of a passion to figure out how do we help those people, right? And, mm -hmm. and one thing I love about KW, and I don't think a lot of people outside of KW or within the KW model realize this, but um, KW, doesn't matter if you sell 100 homes or 20 homes or 10 homes, a cap is a cap is a cap, and you're all worth the same across the board. And I love that idea because a lot of companies don't look at the the least of the people versus the highest mm -hmm. of the and um, a part of the leadership and growing the leadership under the KW system is, is we do focus on that. And, and the reality is whether you're the top performing team or whether you just cap for your first time on a dollar value, you're as equal value to that company back, which is kind of a phenomenal thing. So, mm -hmm. so that's kind of what led me down the leadership and especially into the KW leadership. It just aligned with so many of those values that core values that were already there. So, right. Beautiful, beautiful. If you're watching this today, you know, drop into the comments there, say hi to Nathan and so forth. And we'd love to see that. We'll bring it on screen. And uh, what I want to know too, Nathan, you know, you got your license and, and as Jen has, you know, worked with so many of our newer licensed agents that first year, uh, no matter if you have success or don't, it is still a roller coaster. So circle, you know, you're in the, you're in the industry. It's now been a year or two, how did how did you start seeing some clarity in your business or perhaps in your life from from that perspective? I love to, I love to kind of get into that part. Wait, sorry. So clarity, like which part of the business side or the mindset side? <laughs> you, I, it's an open ended question. You take it where you want it to go. So my, my I'll, I'll go off my first reaction because uh, my first reaction was um, my my mindset is vastly different now than it used to be. Uh, if you ever seen those, um, if you ever met someone who was brand new in the industry that went to someone who was twenty years in and gave that guy advice, that was me. I was had that ego behind me, unfortunately. Um, and my first year in real estate was like super rough. I went nine months on one deal, and it wasn't like homes today. Keep in mind, my first house was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for like a twenty four hundred square foot uh, side split. Uh, that was huge back in the day. Um, that was my very first deal in nine months. And I remember having to go apply to Future Shop and going for my second interview for a job. And we had a different mentorship program at the time. And uh, we just ran out of our line of credit. That $18,000 line of credit literally hit zero. We had nothing. My wife was not working. I was not getting paid. We only had the one deal. And then I got the second interview from the job uh, at Future Shop. And my mentor finally looked at me and said, dude, just do the work, just follow up with your leads. I was open housing, but I wasn't following. It was just follow up. So that week I took leads that were two to three weeks old that I was way too afraid to, to call before, but I'm like, well, what the heck? I'm about to go work at a future shop. I might as well call them. And I followed up with two <laughs> to three old leads and I got my first listing and my first buy out of that week. And I realized that week I made more money than I would have nine, 10 months at the time at future shop. Um, yeah. So, that part, I get kind of the first part to building clarity around the business itself uh, was just, it's, it's not hard. Whatever you thought of, trust me, someone else has thought of, someone else has tried, and your first year is not the time to do it. You just get, get leads, follow up. If you do that, it'll be huge. So. I can, I can see Jen just doing this the whole time. Yes, see, <laughs> this is what I tell our coaching clients all the time. Just yeah, yeah. My favorite part about this is 
one of them's gonna call me and be like, I just heard Nathan say the craziest thing. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. about right. <laughs> me and Nathan are always like, trust me, your ideas are very good. You're just not at a point in business to execute them yet. Like that website right. plan you have, that social media plan you have is a fantastic plan. Yeah. Just get the basics though. Build that database, get those people in, make those phone calls, the do it door knock, cold call, whatever you need to do, and it pays out, so. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. The, the attention is in the follow-up or the details in the follow-up for sure. That's your, your life savings, your, your future is in that follow-up. I mean, we can say it so many different ways, right? I love it. Yeah. Okay. So, so following up with that, see what I did there. Um, <laughs> oh boy. That was yeah. a solid dad joke. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Thank, wait, hang on a second. There it is. <laughs> Just for you. Just for you. Uh, so where did that lead you to? So you got uh, you started seeing some business and that repetitive business and maybe more importantly, Nathan, um, the way I would look at it is uh, business that's sustainable, right? You can see where that business is coming from next. So what, what does that look like for you in those in those early years to kind of taking us into launching your team? Yeah. So, okay. Um, remember that ego thing I was telling you about? Um, so, uh, the last, I actually finished off the last three months doing six deals in my first year, six more. So I, I finished with seven deals, which I felt was good. And I took that into year two. Um, and of course, uh, <laughs> that ego part kicked in and I thought I'm ready to start a team. And I, <laughs> uh, I did, um, I brought on a buyer's agent. I took a whole bunch of money, started buying leads because, by the way, back in 2011, I think it would be, the internet leads were a new thing. Like it wasn't like today, right? I started buying all these internet leads and oh my goodness, I got smushed again. Um, and and that's when uh, I, I decided I wanted to join a team. Like I, I tried to start a team, it failed miserably. Um, unfortunately, I probably ruined some poor kid's life in the industry and uh, any longer in it. Um, so I decided to join a team and learn. So I, I went through a few years of joining two different teams. Uh, both were great experiences, learned a ton. And then eventually I came out on my own. Um, the best part is the first team I joined was very systematic, like in the office, 9 a.m., follow-up calls, follow-up calls, lead gen, follow-up calls. You do that till 1 o'clock and then you go do showings. So for about a year and a bit, I had that system down after with him. And the second team I joined was customer service through the roof man like this guy had trailers you could use we uh we started doing barbecue like i still do this now we barbecue at every open house we do we set up a tent we set up a barbecue we buy hot dogs we barbecue at every open house if a client needed you you got there and you serve them customer service was next level um and, and so i did that for about a year with that guy and then i decided to branch out on my own uh and that's where there's kind of no looking back you kind of um, a lot more humble by that time a lot better mindset uh, started with the lead gen system to the follow-up to the customer service and things started taking off uh, from that point. So mm -hmm. that'd probably be about the first five years in the industry, five, six years is kind of how that went. And since that point, I have to look back and just kind of built the team up. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny when you look back, um, when you've been in the business a little longer, I know all three of us have been in the industry quite a while for your average agent. Um, and when you look back at, at your trajectory and there's just such clear growth patterns, right? When you're in it, you don't really see it happening. And then you kind of go, okay, my first year, my first five years, year seven, year eight, year 10, like there's all those different steps that get taken along the way. And, um, 
I think sometimes people look and go, I want to be like Nathan or I want to be like Gary or whatever that is. And they don't realize how many losses you took, how many hits you took, how many mistakes you made to to understand what you do to be where you are. Right. So it's I love sharing those stories for that reason, because it, it kind of makes everyone realize they're on the same journey, their own path. But it's the same ultimate journey. Right. And I love that that conversation around growth trajectory as well, because I find in in growth, if I look back at my career, every time I took an income jump, right? So I went from sixty thousand to eighty thousand to one hundred and sixty to two hundred, so on and so forth. Mm. Every time I would sit at an income level for about a year and a half, and then I introduced something new. So the first time was introducing proper follow up. That was a key one. Um, yeah. But then I, I introduced. Um, a team and then I introduce coaching and then I introduce something new. And so it's funny. It's like, even when you look back at that growth trajectory, if you've been sitting stale for say a year, year and a half, and you're almost getting bored, the introduction of something new, whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing can definitely still make a big jump that regard. Right. So, um, yeah, let's see that growth. That, that was another fascinating thing looking back. Yeah. It's like that, that ceiling that they talk about, right? It's like you, you, you learn the basic, the follow-up and the systems, like you said, and then it's like, okay, now I've hit my natural ceiling. So what comes next? And it was a team to get more exposure and then what comes next? And then it's going out on your own and then coaching and then everything that's going to take you from your knowledge level now to where you need to be to kind of get to that next level. And we don't really notice even that pattern until you reflect on it, right? It's kind of, it's interesting. Yeah. You don't see it when you're in it. You don't really put it together. And and again, one of those things you you learn going outside of the KW system and then coming back to it, you don't even realize that KW has taught this the whole time. Like we know, we've all we all talked about the achievement ceiling. Anybody who's been with mm -hmm. the company for a couple of years know about it. You never actually know, like real. I, I or myself, anyways. I was never aware when I was actually going through it that that's what mm -hmm. I was doing. It was only in the reflection back, like, hey, I picked up that maps coach and I went from 180 to 220, right? right. Um, and you don't, it's not like you made a conscious decision. Oh, hey, look, I hit a ceiling, so I need to break through it. It's, you just yeah. did something to add to your business and then it broke through, right? So. Yeah, you were open to the opportunity and, and it created that for you, right? It's, uh, hmm. Gary, it's reminding me of that John Maxwell video. I don't know if it's triggered that for you that you played a couple of weeks ago on our, mor our, our office morning call that they, he talks about that. He says, when you're in the stress and you're in the craziness, you don't, it doesn't make sense to you. There's no clarity around it. You're just surviving. And when you get out of it, if you take the time to look back and reflect that that's where you're going to learn the most. Right. And it's kind of what we're talking about. It's like, when we look back in hindsight, it's like, Oh, Hey, when I did that, that happened. When I did that, that happened. But in that, when you're in it, it doesn't feel like that. In fact, sometimes it just feels uncomfortable, right? And you're just kind of living in that, trying to figure out how to not be as uncomfortable all the time, basically. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love that. It's, it's, uh, it's such a true thing. And it also teaches us to slow down and look back, reflect, right? Like learn the lesson before you move on. Don't just keep powerballing through it. Like stop and, and learn from it. Yeah, I like it. I like it, Jen. And, and it, we also talk about, you know, it's the same conversation with our new financial IQ. We made X this year, which was the most I've ever made. And now that becomes your new, the, your new um, floor. 
as it were. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was just sitting here. I'm like, where's all these comments and what's going on? I know people are commenting, but I'm not seeing any. Yeah. I didn't have that window up. So we've had, we've had lots of comments. I was going to say there's been like four or five. I've been reading them. Yeah. 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 So quickly we'll say hi to Stacy. Yeah. Hi everyone. And uh, yeah, very good. Michelle King, uh, secret agent 99. I love it. I I think she's referring to you, Nathan, or there is a secret agent out there. I'm just Uh, This this one tripped me out because, um, Michelle called me up and said, Agent 99. I was the 99th agent hired at Keller Williams Energy. So ah. I came from. That's why if you see my KW jersey, it has 99 on the back. Um, everything uh-huh. like that. <laughs> okay, I like That's it. Awesome. It makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. Dina, from um, our conversation a while ago, I wish it was only 12 to 5. We can help <laughs> Amen, that. Amen, Dina. We can help that, Dina. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah. if you know me, I, I like protecting my time. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, very good. Steph says, uh, Hey, Nathan, look forward to meeting you soon. Steph is awesome. You're going to love her, Nathan. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 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 I've heard um, about this awesome toy drive thing that I have to talk to her about too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. is. She is amazing when it, uh, stuff like she's amazing. Anyways. Uh, what do we got? Mary Fernell. I love hearing Nathan's story. Yes. Yeah, so do we. And, uh, it's, it's very good. Very, very good. And what else we got here? Um, this is from our, our conversation just, just moments ago. Yeah, goal implement. One new thing to energize yourself and your business. That right there. Mm-hmm. That should be put on a, on, on, I don't know, on a building somewhere. I love it. Yeah. yeah. One, poster in the back. Yeah. Yeah. One new thing. That's it. That's I love it. it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, Nathan. Yeah. We got a little bit of your backstory, which I know not only Jen and I appreciate, but, uh, you know, our, our agents and everyone else is going to really appreciate. What I'd love to hear, too, is how, you know, we have a little quick video coming out over the next couple of days that you shot for us. But outside of that, I'd love for you to share, you know, how you feel you're going to be able to implement and help and support our agents to grow their business. So I'd, I'd love to hear your insight there and, and what you kind of have in store or planned. Um, all right, perfect. Okay. So th- there's a lot of really cool things, uh, again, KW does that I just adore like profit share, profit share, profit share, profit share. That's about one of my favorite. Um, w- one of the big things, and please keep an eye out for it probably within, uh, the end of November, beginning of December, we are reaching out to all the agents that you have done a deal with and inviting them for either training or coaching or a one-on-one session. Um, and if they end up joining as a result, then we're going to send you a, a feedback. So let me back up. Sorry. When you do a deal, we want to send you just a quick two question survey. One, was it a good deal? Did it go well? Two, would you like to work with this person? If the answer is yes, especially to the second one, then we're going to try to get them on board. And that will also go under your downline because it was your deal that helped that introduction and hopefully gave them a positive light in what's going on. So we definitely want to do that. Uh, two, we are going to build culture. Before we get in the business side, we'll, we'll get there. But we are going to be building culture. We're going to be doing uh, monthly social events. Keep an eye on the calendar. I, I am like, I'm a beer and wings guy. I just love to go out. Um, tons of times, I love getting lunches. Uh, so please keep an eye on the calendar for that. I'd love to connect with everybody that way. Um, more importantly, the uh, building your business. Um, I've had the joy of 12 years in this industry and I've had the joy of probably making every mistake that you haven't made yet. And I've made my fair share of them. Um, The good news is we're going back and talking about growth. One thing I love about real estate is even a bad decision can really help you grow in a positive way. And uh, so I can help um, take ideas with that. I can help build your websites, your lead capture, your Facebook internet leads. Uh, I, I have taught courses on building that side of it. 
I can help you work out the financials, can help you bring on a team. Uh, and I'm also on the verge of, uh, I just have to go to the conference of becoming a certified Maxwell coach, John Maxwell coach. So I can definitely help you in the life coach goals, help you achieve where you want to go uh, in those methods. So um, really, I just want to bring this awesome environment that we are rubbing shoulders with the best. We are helping you become the best, um, helping everybody cap build their downline. Uh, if you're not making six figures yet, we need to be in a conversation. Um, that is my goal is that every single person in this company makes at bottom 100 grand as a starting point. And, and I truly believe through experience we can get that done. Um, so I know that was like a whole lot of conversations, kind of a little bit all over the place uh, to answer that question. Uh, <laughs> that's really why I want to head to it. So I love it. I love it. And I love the passion behind it. And I think that's that's what people are seeing here, Nathan, is you know, we can give the, the one or two sentence answers, but when you can encompass it passionately like that, uh, that that's fantastic. And, and we've, we have the tools in place. It's just a matter of us reaching out and grabbing them right with Nathan and Stevie and, and Jen and her coaching team and, and leveraging that. And there's some amazing things, even through our, our education calendar, Nathan, that I know you're going to leverage to, 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 to the next degree, if you will, because there's some awesome stuff that's happening in there. And some stuff that's happening in the background too. Like we're just not all about, if you've been watching us over the last few months, it's just not about creating great real estate opportunities. It's about creating opportunities for you to move forward. Right, Nathan? Like that's really what it comes down to. And it is, it's also about building who you are. Um, so again, a really quick story, and I cannot stress this enough. Um, coming with my mindset into this industry, if you are not feeling confident in this industry, I've been right there with you. Uh, believe this or not, um, I'm very well scripted. I, I, I scripted with a guy for eight months every single morning, five days a week, uh, John Geheis, who's a great guy. And I only built off scripting from there. My first year in real estate, I was in a small group and I got asked, to role play a script and I was so nervous I could barely put out a word. So like, imagine who you're talking to now. Um, I was asked to do a script and it was like my my stomach would just swell up. I could barely vocalize words. It, it was like the most fear inducing thing ever. How that guy got to this guy who can actually talk in front of people, uh, it, it can happen. And, and I, I just like to tell that story because I thought I would never be able to have the confidence that I do in any appointment. So I can relate with that. If you are not feeling confident in your business, trust me, you have the team around you, you have the right people around you to make this work and it will. Um, and it can happen if you want it to. So. I love it. Okay. So apart from what we see on the screen here, what's the best way people can get a hold of you, reach out to you? What can they do? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Nathan Graham, you can find me there. TikTok, find, I have 12 followers. I don't want to brag, guys. I got 12 <laughs> followers. I would like to double that. Again, reaching for the sky. Um, send me a thing, I'll show me on TikTok. Uh, text me, stop by my office. I'm here pretty much every single day, except for when I go on vacation next week, because why not start a job and go on vacation? Um, but <laughs> uh, I'm here almost all the time. So please reach out to me however you want. Email me. Um, Heck, just if, if you're going for lunch, odds are I haven't eaten yet. So let me know. I'll go for lunch. <laughs> so. 
I like it. I like it, my friend. Well, thanks for dropping by this afternoon. And uh, I do encourage everybody to, to reach out to Nathan. And um, it, it's it's got to be one of the, the most fulfilling roles as, as a team leader, as any sort of leader, to see the people that come and meet. And, and we feed off of that energy, right, Nathan and Jen? And, right. and to see businesses grow, but more importantly, see relationships flourish and grow as well. That's It's phenomenal. So, Nathan, we wish you a warm welcome. Awesome. And uh, we'll do one of these. There, we, there it is. <laughs> and, uh, and thanks for being on the show with us today. We'll see right. you, we'll see you soon. Bye for now. Bye. Nathan Graham, everybody. Awesome stuff. Reach out to him. I love it. What a cool story. It's uh, it's always so cool to hear people's story of how they got got here, right? Especially uh, in the like in general, but especially in those leadership roles to kind of hear their their journey and their challenges along the way that kind of created the path that they took. It's always I don't know. It always fascinates me anyway. But, think it's interesting no absolutely right jen like we often think uh people in in those types of roles and you and i know firsthand it's never the case that there has never been any obstacles there's always obstacles and and more importantly people like nathan uh, are willing to share those obstacles and and uh, also you know where they may have messed up and and Mm -hmm. how they overcame it right yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think ultimately the thing, if you can take away from it, is that if he, if those obstacles hadn't have existed, he probably wouldn't be where he is now. I mean, he he wouldn't be. There's no probably about that. He would not be where he is now, right? And and so it's that failing forward concept and learning and that growth of it all. Um, and it would be interesting to know, like, I mean, I haven't met an agent who's been in the business 12 years that hasn't had obstacles yet, at least up to this point. And I've been doing it for 15 years. So, I mean, if, if you meet somebody, let us know. I would love to talk to that person and figure out how they did it. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a challenging industry. It's a challenging business no matter what, right? Because we ultimately are taking – we're in the leadership role for our own business, our own lives, our own income all the time, every day. There's no there's nowhere to pass that off to, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay, so let's uh, let's roll into Form 127 and, and kind of give the people what uh, – the overview of what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Form 127. And I said to Jen, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this in the past, but it's such an important piece that it needs to be addressed, right? It needs to be, mm-hmm. not again, but it just needs to be brought, brought to attention and, and so forth. Jen, give us, give us that kind of high level view of, what it is, and then we'll kind of get into how we can use it, why we use it, how it's going to protect mm-hmm. not only our seller but and our buyer, sorry, but but us as as realtors. So give yeah, us that absolutely. high level view. Yeah, yeah. So form one twenty seven is the form that basically states that the buyer is acknowledging that they are not putting certain conditions into their offer. Um, so real quick high level of how we would use this is in a multiple situation, multiple offer situation, or even in just a competitive market situation where we might want to submit a firm offer. We want to make sure that we have in writing that our buyer is aware that they're choosing not to put those those conditions in uh, and that it's their choice and that it's been explained to them and they're signing off on that. So that is ultimately the purpose of this form. It gets signed by your buyer 
stays within your own brokerage, within your own files. It's not part of an offer contract. However, um, it, it allows us to, to have confidence that we're more protected in, in knowing that our client has signed it and stated, yes, I understand that this is what I'm doing. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and a, a use case for that is just as Jen uh, explained, they're in a multiple offer situation or competitive offer situation, you want to go in with your offer and you want to remove your conditions. So it, essentially it's a firm offer, right? Mm -hmm. And typically we yeah. send offers without the inspection and the, the out without the inspection condition. That's really where this, this form 127 really encompasses, uh, that protection. Well, we just leave it off there and, mm -hmm. um, potentially what could happen is you're awarded uh, the house by the end of the evening and your, your offer was accepted uh, in a month or two, it closes and there was no inspection happened. And perhaps there's some latent defect or an inspection would have picked up that the basement floods or anything like that. Mm. There may be a recourse for the buyer to come to you and, and ask you to fix this or comp be compensated or sue you, heaven forbid, all that. And this is just an, a, a document that says, as Jen explains, we as the buyer are well aware that we are not putting an inspection clause in and this is what it means to us, mm -hmm. right? And, yeah. and it also forces the agent to have that in-depth conversation, which I think many agents aren't happening, Jen. I don't know about you, but I, I don't think they're having those deep conversations. So to explain, if you don't put an inspection clause in, this is what it means. Yeah, I, I think that not only are agents not having it, um, and not explaining what it means to the client, they're, they're not following up on the discussion. There's no follow-up to say, hey, like in a written format to say, hey, I just wanted to confirm that we are okay to remove the home inspection, the financing, whatever insurance, whatever other kind of conditions you may or may not be using, and that you understand, it's been explained to you and that you understand what that means, right? Because this, as much as, you know, we're kind of getting into a weird gray area, but as much as this form will protect you, that email will double down on that protection or that text message once they confirm it, right? So a lot of agents are not having that discussion at all. And and from what we see, whether it's offers on our listings or, or what whatever, you know, agents are just emailing paperwork through AuthentiSign or WebForm saying, sign this, and then submitting it without having any discussion with their clients about what it means um, what the terms are, what what the end result could be. And ultimately, as a buyer's agent, we're A, we're not providing the, the, the best level of service or even fulfilling our fiduciary duties at that level. We're also not providing any due diligence in order to keep our clients as protected as possible. So any issues that arise from that, Rico will put that right back on you, like just like that, if you haven't done all of those extra steps, right? Um, and hopefully that doesn't ever happen to any agent out there, but we hear stories about it. We know it does happen. And these are simple steps and methods already in place to protect you. So just use them, right? There's no need to debate it if it's gonna protect everybody. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The, mm -hmm. um, I just realized that this whole time your, your video was reversed. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Anyways, it's all good. <laughs> all, all the words behind you, the win, win or no deal was in some other language to me because it was backwards. <laughs> However, okay, so okay. circling back, you bring up an amazing point here, Jen, too, 
through AuthentiSign or e-signatures, it's kind of removed a level of our service, if you will, mm-hmm. meaning where, you know, there were days where we would sit down with the purchase, purchase the sale agreement and actually go through it and what, what, what it means and why you're signing here and, and things like that. And with e-signatures today, it's almost that here, I'm just going to send you a document. You just click, 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 and it's signed. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that we can send the documents electronically shouldn't remove the fact that we're still required to review and explain the paperwork. Um, But the convenience of it definitely has. I don't think we can say otherwise. I think that's a very true thing. And I know in, in coaching and all that, we talk about this a lot, like review your paperwork, set up a time. You can send it to them electronically, but then set up a time, get on a Zoom call, go through it with them, share screen, make sure they understand it, that you're explaining it to them before they sign it. We That's still our job, right? That's still a part, whether we do it electronically or in person shouldn't matter. Um, but, you know, it's one of the, probably one of the things with the amount of technology that's happened in our business so quickly over the last few years, which is a weird thing to say, but it's kind of true, uh, that a lot of that has gotten left behind, a lot of that level of service or that protection or that. And um, yeah, it can it can be really detrimental if you can't prove that you did explain those things, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. yeah, I the other day I realized to myself, if I just send this mm-hmm. offer, there's really, he's not going to sit there on his phone reading the, the details of the offer, no. right? send it, download it, send it to them, talk, talk over the phone with them, your, your client zoom call. I love that idea. Yeah. And, and don't hide behind the e-signatures as I think that's what you and I are trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's like assuming someone's going to read the terms and conditions of an, of an iPhone, right? (laughs) They're probably not going to do it unless you make them do it. Um, and then that's not because they, they, they don't want to, or they, they just don't understand, um, or they just trust you and go, okay, like, I'm sure it's good. Right. And different personalities lean more one way or the other. You get the people that will read the entire document and you get the people that will just go click, 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 and then send it and not even look at the details. Right. So, um, you have to buffer for all of those different client types and make sure that you're protecting them because ultimately that's why they're hiring us. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, use Form 127 and then even bigger than that, circle back with your clients, explain the paperwork, make sure they understand that. As, mm-hmm. as I said, Jen said, don't hide behind the e-signatures and, uh, and make sure that people are all on the same page as it were. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Jen, this was, uh, this was a fun show. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was. It's nice. Uh, it was nice getting to know Nathan a little bit more too. And, um, are we going to do another guest on the next one? Is that kind of the plan or? I think so. I think, I think we should. I think, I we, think should. we should. Too. Yeah, yeah. I like it. We haven't done that in a while. So we've got something really cool uh, lined up for tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to just dra- grab that and see if I can put it on the screen here, Jen. Will this mm-hmm. work? Let me just see. Oh, no, I got to do it like this. Here we go. I don't know what's going to happen. Boom. There we go. I'll make it smaller though. Um, I think. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, tomorrow, if you're with KWRC or if you're not, reach out to Jen and I. Uh, we are getting access to pre-construction. A lot of our agents and a lot of our clients uh, love to invest in pre-construction. And we are just adding to uh, the availability of units that we have. And uh, we're going to be working with uh, Toda Yordanov, a, a close friend of mine, but also one of the top condo agents in the GTA. And he's going to share with us tomorrow 
tomorrow uh, over Zoom how best to sell condos and promote condos to your clients. And then more importantly, how to get gain them uh, their, the access that they're looking for. So this is going to be a great, great opportunity tomorrow, Jen. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, I love this. And it's content that we don't hear too often, right? So I'm excited to kind of pick up some of the tips or tricks that someone who's experienced as experienced as him has learned along the way, what to look for, you know, how to navigate it for our clients at the best way. So yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. And, and he shared with me a few kind of tips and secrets in the past and I've implemented them and it has changed the way that, you know, when I was doing pre-construction, how I did it. And it is way easier than you think it is. I, leave it at that. I, <laughs> I like that me. nugget. Right? <laughs> yes. it is, when, yeah. when I heard it and then implemented it and I'm like, yeah. are you serious? That's all we need to do. Mm. Boom. It just changed my whole outlook on it. And, and it, it'll change your business too. If this is something you want to implement and it is really, Jen, you're going to, you're going to love and hate this all at the same time. It is really, really easy to implement. So there you go. I, that's, that's, I don't the, know why I would hate that. I don't I know. That. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's just music to my ears. I, now I just want to know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Come tomorrow, <laughs> find out. And uh, trust me, your clients uh, will benefit from this type of training for sure. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's that's tomorrow. We got we got a few other things, a few other things uh, lined up over the next few weeks and early December. Uh, KWRC mm-hmm. uh, Wealth Mastery that's coming back uh, in early December with uh, with stock options. So looking forward to that and yeah. uh, many more things down the road. So there we go, Jen. That's today's show. Awesome. I love it. (laughs) Um, And I believe actually, before we jump off too, Kirby's teaching, Kirby Chan is also teaching a class tomorrow afternoon, right? On uh, business planning with your family. So kind of the same concept as business planning, but on a family basis versus on like a real estate kind of basis, which is extremely intriguing. I've never heard of it being taught in that from that position before. So if you're interested in think learning about that or talking about business planning with your family unit, then um, make sure you tune into that. I think it's at two 30. Like it's, it's pretty right after the, this one, right? Yeah. I um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that'll be a good one too. And again, I love the mix of content we're starting to get. And I know that some of the wealth building stuff coming down the line is going to be really interesting. Um, some of the stuff that's lined up for now in January and onward. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Very good. So uh, for Nathan Graham earlier and, of course, Jennifer Silbernagel, <laughs> I'm Gary McGowan, and you can always catch us on your favorite podcast player of a choice. We'll see everybody real soon and on the next show. Bye for now. Bye, guys.